and welcome to a surprise special edition of Elite Rugby Banter. Um, this isn't really a full episode, so I'm not going to um, bless it with a number, but we somewhere between, I don't know, 104 and 105, I think. Are we, where are we, Ben? Do you know? Uh, I was under the presumption this is going to be tacked on to an episode. No, we're just going to release it as a standalone, like a little raft. Oh, is, oh, is it going to be a, going yeah, to be a standalone? Yeah, a raft in the, in the ocean of podcasts. Um, Fending for itself I'll just against all the chuck people. one in there, chuck one in there mid December. Yeah, we just, 14 minutes long. This thing isn't going to do well. We're just going to chum the waters a bit, um, whip up a bit of excitement ahead of the Sevens this weekend. Cape Town Sevens, huge event. Um, uh, sorry, I've, I've got Ben with me. Ben, thanks uh, for putting me right on, on a few things, but uh, how are you doing? Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. Uh, yeah, uh, got, a, got a long day at work. It's. Yeah. Sure, you can imagine it's fuck off hot at the moment. So. Yeah, I can imagine it's Re- really. Yeah, you really don't want to like. Ideally, you want to be in shorts, and obviously that is not acceptable office wear. So I, yeah. I, I need you to have a word with your cousin because I petitioned him to be allowed to wear shorts in December, January in the office, and he told me no. We can wear shorts from um, I think about the twentieth. We have it's called holiday hours or something. So it's, we work yeah. eleven till three. Yeah, I guess then you're, and not, then we, you're not really customer facing then. Yeah, I'm never. Uh, no, actually, I, I do. The other, the other day, I was like, no, I'm gonna wear like, I'm sure the the suit, which is the subject of much discussion. You know, my checkered suit. Yes, I'm, I'm familiar. I was I was wearing those pads because I was just like, you know what, like I hadn't I hadn't done ironing in a while so i was like oh let me just wear these you know yeah. create a bit of a thing in the office you know oh ben you're going golfing later or yeah. whatever like <laughs> people always make a big deal out of that at the office like whenever someone shows up with like a bit of a wardrobe change yeah, yeah a bit of a, a bit of a statement piece yeah, and everyone's like oh someone's like going through a bit of a midlife crisis or like re- trying to rebrand themselves for 2020 or something yeah, but then, but then anyway so so i had not like my my day was i was just uh like having a normal day and then um, my boss is like, oh, no, Ben, I want you to come meet this fancy lawyer guy. And I was like, oh, oh God. God, I look like a twat. And, uh, yeah. How did it go down? Did you, make, did you clinch the deal? Uh, no, he actually wanted something from us. So, um, yeah, we're like, uh, I, I don't think we're going to do business with him because he, <laughs> okay. he wanted us to drop, drop our price a bit too low. But, um, yeah, it's I don't. Bit, I don't it's I'll, a bit tough to argue that, like, you, you've got no room. To move on your prices when you're wearing like a swanky suit when you show up to the, the yeah yeah we're, we're like, like clearly you were like a guy who owns pads like that clearly owns like five or six suits yeah. so no like, like if straight go, up if you go into that negotiation you need to come in like a couple of minutes late not too late obviously because then you'll just leave no 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 we we, in, like, we, we we left him we left him waiting which was good that's good yeah but then the but then the secretary gave him a cup of tea with a with a on a little plate you know like how you serve tea yeah yeah. but then she put a coaster on the table and put the cup of tea Uh, with the plate on the and i was like god you just our office just lost all credibility in this guy's eyes that's the thing like you need it you need to play cool you need to get there like a couple of minutes late and come in like a bit hot and sweaty and be like oh sorry you know um i um you know I, i catch a lift with someone to work um, and I was just a bit late, like my, you know, my cab share was, was late or whatever. Or I cycled to work or something to save money because times are tough. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll be like, oh, sorry, the, the buses are, the yeah. buses just cheap. Have you tried means, these? By all means, put your cup of tea straight on the table. It's not even our table. It's, it was here when we moved in. We can't, <laughs> yeah. we can't afford our own furniture. 
Um, by the way, what is the? No, you want no, to... it, it's it's a it's a hard middle ground you have to hit actually because you you need yeah, but you need to look successful enough that these people are like okay, they clearly have done the work before. Yes. But then you need to look sort of um, you can't kind look, of yeah, you can't poor enough that people are like, well, like, fuck these guys, like they're not yeah. getting my business, yeah. so yeah, it is a bit. Yeah, if you look too but, like if you look too des- destitute, they're like, God, like these. Yeah, they're like, okay, there's a reason these people make no money. Yeah. But then if you look too well off, people are like, fuck, yeah. these oaks are clearly overcharging. Exactly. So yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's an art. Okay, we, we've got a bit to chat about um, rugby wise, but before we get into that. Um, We've got a bit of a... I don't know if I'd necessarily call it an apology as such. Um, um, a cor- correcting yeah, of we're, we're understanding. Clearing the air. Yeah, just, just clearing the air. Yeah. Clearing the air. And to, to, to be honest, after 100 and whatever episodes, I'm very surprised this is the first apology episode we've had to do. Yeah, yeah that's agreed. I mean, look, we I've, I've received... Um, I don't know if I'd necessarily call it hate mail. But we have, um, I have been taken, taken up on a few things that I've said on the pod by, by various people in um, private messages or offline. So it's, it's not a complete first, but um, it is the first time that I think we've kind of decided to we, to address yeah, it. Yeah, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be recording this episode if we didn't feel the need to address it. Well, which is, but, but then, then uh, once again, thank you. Um, so, so who who are we going to mention the guy's name? Um. No, I don't think so. I don't think we need to go that far. But uh, okay, well, well, so thank, thank you for bringing it because it actually has given us a chance to do a bit of news for this festive yeah. period. And in case people haven't clocked on, the episodes have been pre-recorded. That's why we say the date so much. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> have you yeah, guys it's... been pre-recording episodes? I yeah, Ellie... am appalled at this. This is. <laughs> we... This is we, we've, this is we've just we've just been pretending you've been on. Okay, Alex. I can't believe you guys have done this. Oh, I'm, no. I've been preparing for this coming weekend. I've been doing my homework. I don't know. Is the trail it sounds like it's not happening anymore. Um, we we can we can do it if you want. Okay, actually, I've got I've got a busy weekend. I don't think I can do it. But... Yeah, I've, I've, actually, I've actually got stuff on. But um, anyway, I'm, I'm... <laughs> that's why we pre-recorded December. It's the season, guys. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna have to pull myself together from this this shocking revelation that Ben's just dropped on me. Um, all right, so we've been we've been flirting around. Uh, so not this latest episode on on Sunday the eighth, but the weekend before that, uh, we were talking about Israel Folau's court case um, with Rugby Australia, which by the way has since been uh, resolved for an undisclosed amount, and eight million dollars apparently. Um, US, uh, not not US, Aussie dollars apparently. But uh, anyway, so we, we were chatting about, uh, I sort of made a, a tongue-in-cheek comment about, you know, I almost want him to get the money just to see what happens when you give someone with, you know, these extreme religious beliefs that kind of funding and, you know, um, sort of give him the cash and step back and watch the world burn. Um, sorry, no, that's in bad taste because of the Australia fires, uh, which is not a laughing matter at all. God, I can't, can't stop putting my foot in it, can I? Anyway, um, Matt then made a... Uh, repoche. Is that a word? Repoche? What's the... Yes, that's a word. Um... I think I'm re- thinking of repochage. But anyway, Matt, Matt's comment was, you know, ISIS is essentially the product of religi- religious fanaticism and money. That's, that was like the joke. Um, I've obviously butchered the delivery. But the point is, we had someone write into us and point out as, as a, a Muslim um, that 
that's a bit of an unfair characterization for a couple of reasons. Uh, the point I think is essentially, you know, first of all, we don't want people to think that we were poking fun at, at Islam specifically. It's certainly not in the context of, um, of, you know, Israel Falau, who was the actual butt of our joke. Um, so he's the, always the butt of our jokes. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely the butt, isn't he? Um, yeah, he's, he's the power bottom. We've discussed <laughs> this. <laughs> But yeah, so we, we, it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be a, a loaded statement about um, Islam. It wasn't supposed to be picking on ISIS specifically. Um, and there's a bit of a yeah. Um, I'm a little on in the dark about you know the fine distinction between religious fanaticism, religious extremism, if if there is a distinction. And, and um, yeah, but I think so. That's why it's not so much an apology. It's more just a clarification, clearing the air. Nothing was intended by this from Matt. Um, uh, I assume I've spoken to him that we we are now speaking on his behalf because he's been put in the dog box after this. He's been yeah. Uh, so Matt's actually been banned from recording yeah, for one month because a, of this. Yeah, there's a gag order on Matt as a result of this bad behaviour. Um, yeah. So uh, it was just a joke, an off-color joke, perhaps um, not a particularly funny one, perhaps. Um, but yeah. So uh, hopefully that'll set the record straight on that. Um, we don't want anyone thinking we, you know, necessarily anti any one religion. Um, speaking only for myself, I'm I'm pretty uh, equal anti all religions. Yeah, but pretty equally uh, <laughs> equally skeptical. Let's say I'm I'm an equal opportunity skeptic. But all right, so hopefully, yeah, I hope, I hope that put it puts the that matter to rest. But moving on to a bit of somewhat related news. Um, I've lost the article, but essentially. Uh, who was it? It was the Crusaders Scrum Hall. Was it Bryn Hall or the other one? It was Bryn Hall. So Bryn Hall was on uh, radio station New Zealand and uh, made a similarly off-color joke about Jack Goodhue being stingy and saying the reason yeah. he, the reason he didn't want to um, the reason he had his mullet was because he didn't want to shout out for a haircut. Something. No, no. The, you know, you're saying the reason he has his mullet yeah. is because he knows his girlfriend would never agree to marry him while he had that mullet yeah. yes oh, so right, he's the same by by keeping the mullet he's actually he's saving money on a wedding yeah exactly and that, and then so i mean that's that's a funny joke right uh but then he goes and ruins it by calling him a jew and that's kind of where i think a lot of us kind of get off the bus it's one of these things if this is what he's saying on a public broadcast what yeah. what what else is he saying, really? Yeah. Look, I mean, yeah. So I think that's a good point, right? The the whole point is that he, Bryn Hall, should be, it's a it's a lazy stereotype, right? Like he says it without thinking. The same way, like a lot of people, those of us who went to like all boys boarding schools, will be very familiar with the casual homophobia that that you yeah. really get quite desensitized to. Really, it's it's an odd one because for me, it, you know, not all slurs are equal, um, and. I can't necessarily explain it or, or defend it, I guess, but in my mind, this is offensive and wrong. And yeah, but it's sort done. of it's a but it's like a it's a it's a it's a low 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 end defense. Yeah, like it's so stupid that you, I just I think he should apologize. Maybe he has already. If if he has, then then I apologize to Bryn Hall. But I think he should apologize if he hasn't already. Um, but 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 something that kind of we got into a bit of a bigger discussion about this, of how the the image of the crusaders has changed in the last kind of five years yeah from how they they used to be this sort of for lack of a better word kind of like goody goody very like clean yeah. cut very Poison. you know like 
Yeah, kind of like who you know you'd you'd want your daughter to bring home any crusader. Great work, like. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a funny but thing no. because like even McCall, I mean Richie McCall is like almost the go-to example of like, of of cheating, yeah. like, cheating within the within the laws of the of the game in a way, like you know pushing the boundaries of what's permitted, and yet he doesn't have a reputation as like a dirty player as such. Still yeah, but he, he wasn't. But I think there is a difference between what McCaw did and being a dirty player. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, though. But like, yeah, it, the fact that he was able to get away with so much and still maintain this this image of like being this a, good boy persona, yeah, uh, exactly. Like, and that he kind of personified them. And I think my point when we had this discussion was that when he left, and even even Dan Carter to some degree, I think Carter in a way just seemed too bland to be a bad boy. Like he just didn't. I don't know, like, he just didn't seem to have it in him to do, like, the James O'Connor, Quake Cooper level sort of... Shenanigans. Yeah, like, lads on tour kind of thing. I mean, you hear a few stories, but, you know, he Dan Carter reminds me very much of, um... Have you watched The uh, the Boys, the, the TV series that came out this year? No. Oh, it's, re- it's really good. Anyway, there's a character called Homelander. Um, he's, like, he's like the equivalent of Captain America kind of thing, but he's actually quite evil. Um, spoiler alert. And um, Dan Carter kind of reminds me of Homelander. He's like, you can't really like nothing will ever stick to him, but you know that deep down he's actually he's actually pretty grubby. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> just for, for just to play Adam's role here, we have no evidence Dan Carter is pretty grubby deep down inside. I I, I have evidence. I'm waiting for the right time. If Alex commits suicide in the yeah. next few days, no, it was a setup. <laughs> yeah. Alex didn't kill himself. Anyway, but then say this because also there was that whole incident at McDonald's, which has very much just been yeah. quietly forgotten about. Yeah. I think the mask is slipping. I think that they are, like, with that old guard of guys like, like Brad Thorne. Um, <laughs> You know, Kieran Reed, who's like kind of on his way out, um, Richie McCaw, those sorts of guys. Like, I think they did kind of, even like guys like Justin Marshall, like they were very wholesome. They appeared to be very wholesome. And now that the new era or generations come in, like they just seem a bit more wild and maybe arrogant, maybe a bit more arrogant. And like stuff like this Bryn Hall thing obviously reinforces that. Um, or we have to entertain the possibility that we just, we, you know, jealousy makes you nasty. They won three in a row, um, and maybe... Nah, 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 they're a bunch of cunts, and their logo looks like two penises kissing. It does, it does, and simultaneously the tip of a single penis, <laughs> um, yeah. which is, I mean, you got to admire, it's hard to get. I've, I've just caught up on the, the Rugby Draft podcast, and they also had a great, a great go at it. I wonder if there is a rugby podcast that hasn't, ha- who, that hasn't pointed out that it looks like two penises smooshing. I don't know, maybe one in the northern hemisphere, but it's it's a hot topic. It's a hot topic. <laughs> yeah, it's a hot topic, hot topic. <laughs> something we actually forgot to talk about was uh, Falau got his he got his payoff, and now yeah. he's trying to go uh, uh, allegedly trying to go to the Bulls. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like so. His, apparently, they said a lawyer. It was like really vague. It wasn't even like Israel Falau's agent or his lawyer. It was like <laughs> we got a phone call from a lawyer. And they wanted to know if we were interested in like procuring his services or whatever. And I mean, I say credit to the Bulls for turning it down. Like they, they said they just weren't interested. They considered it. No, no. Like, like to be honest, it's it's more effort than it's worth. Uh, yeah. Like, 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 if if anyone if anyone listening is is keyed into the NFL, 
uh, for me, it's like it's feeling very similar to the Antonio Brown saga. Antonio Brown's been on like four different rosters in the last twelve months or something. Uh, last year he was the cover of Madden, or I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but like I think he was on the cover of Madden 2019, and he was like the best player in the NFL essentially. Um, not quite MVP, but you know the best player essentially. And now no one wants him because he's just too much trouble. He's just like everywhere he goes, some kind of drama follows him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I certainly there was a lot of debate on Twitter about it. A lot of Bulls fans were crying their eyes out at the fact that they let such a good player get get away. Um, I, frankly, I, if the Stormers were to sign Israel Folau, I'd, I'd boycott the games. I wouldn't go. That's me personally. Uh, and we need a fullback much more than the, the Bulls do. So there you go. Yeah, no, no. But also, I wouldn't be surprised if if this is happening. I presume he's. You know, he's complete scattergun approach. Like, yeah. he probably would have gone to 25, why 30 clubs, he, I would reckon. He, he used to be a Mormon, right? Why doesn't he go to the... What is that team name in the, the major... The league? Utah... Um, There's one from Utah. What are they called? The Warriors or something? Yeah, I, I was going to say Warriors, but that seems too easy. But then again, like, I can't imagine Utah is famous for its creativity. Isn't the state a square? I don't know. You're asking me things I don't know the answer to. But anyway, Salt Lake, Salt Lake City. <laughs> it's like university all over again. Yeah, I can't <laughs> uh, Classic. Choosing the wrong person to copy your homework from. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I, I don't know. I think he should... He should I mean, they, they've got cash to burn in the MLR at the moment. Well, maybe not because they signed up guys like... Uh, did they get Manonu... No, 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 yeah, no, they have got, um, what's his name, the fat French guy? Yeah, Buster, yeah. Buster, I forgot his name. Yeah, so. But anyway, so I think, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But, but, see, but, but, but my, my, my sort of argument comes from like, a, like a legal standpoint, okay? So Falau was given his, his, his buy-off, okay? Yeah. And, and that, and that buy-off was in compensation for lost earnings. Yes. Because they, they've essentially said, no, you've, Falau's now said, you've tanked my rugby career. Yeah. If he now gets a contract somewhere else, hmm. he shouldn't be entitled to that compensation for lost earnings, surely, because he has, he's only yeah. lost a year's worth of earnings. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's like that with damages claims, right? You, you, you build in the likelihood of him getting another contract. So... Yeah. I oh, know. I think. I think if he gets another contract, Australian rugby should sue him for the difference. Yeah. Well, I mean, unfortunately, that's just how it works because, like, the settlement is made. Exactly yeah. No. No. Easy. No. And then you sort of you give up or claim either way. Yeah. Like we, I remember when we were doing franchise law, um, when I was doing articles, we had to, if a franchise shut down, or had to be shut down, they had to pay back the damages like the royalties that the franchise or would have, would have been expected to for the duration of the contract. Um, unless they could show that it was li- very likely that a new franchise or the same restaurant would be viable in that area. Uh, and one of the matters was in, like, Lesotho, I think, and in, like, some town in Lesotho, and it was so small, and the place had been so badly managed that their reputation was completely shot. So even if they opened a new franchise of this particular fast food joint, um, like, no one would go there just because everyone was like, fuck that place, we're not going back there again. 
Hmm. Um, That's interesting. So this is sort of what's happened with Izzy Falau. <laughs> Fuck this guy. We're never dealing with him again. Yeah. Well, uh, I I personally hope so, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him on a roster come 2020. Okay. Um, let's move on because we we are. <laughs> I think we're way off, way over the the 14 minute limit yeah, we, we imposed ourselves. Out, we started off with a coconut draft in the in the high season. We're slowly building it up into a bit of a catamaran. Um, the next piece of news we want to talk about: Eddie Jones has apparently caught the attention of Matt Proudfoot, uh, Springbok scrum guru Matt Proudfoot. He apparently is credited with presiding over um, the box scrum at the World Cup, which was a huge part of why we won the final against England, at least. Um, so Proudfoot is. Have, have, have you read any articles on this? No. Like, like the way they, they're like, Matthew, uh, Matthew Proudfoot, who dismantled the England scrub <laughs> during, the, I was like, I, I don't recall Proudfoot on the field yeah. at any point, like, let's not, like. Way to, yeah, way to write, like, beast out of the, out of the history books. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank God we had Proudfoot, like. Yeah, who, in, in Matt ta- Proudfoot, in, who masterminded a six-minute concussion for Carl Sinclair. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. <laughs> Um, well, look, if, he, if he's taking his son Gorma with him, then it's definitely a good package deal for the English, because um, that was definitely a big part of why we won the final. Yeah, but San Gorma lacks power out of Africa. Everyone knows that. Yeah, but maybe he can work remotely, like... <laughs> Skype. Yeah, Fourth Industrial Revolution, baby, come on. Um, let's not get into the ins and outs of South Africa's current technological situation. Um, but yes, Matt Proudfoot, big loss to, to the Springboks. Uh, his timing could be... Could be worse. Could be before the Rugby World Cup, so that's good at least. Um, no, and, to, to uh, be honest, I I, I don't. Him. I'm happy for him. I'm really happy. Yeah, because it's the kind of thing like he's not going to do any. Bit, like he's leaving on a high. He's going, I presume, for a lot more money. Good for him. Like exactly. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next. I think the last news story, which is um, Sir Khaleesi's been doing all sorts of things. He's riding the wave. He uh, signed with God. I've, I'm gonna. I'm showing my um, my lack of zeitgeist awareness. Uh, Jay Z has a sport management company called Rock Nation, and it's like a global sports management firm. And Siakalisi has been signed up by them, so he's he's in quite heady company. Um, oh, so he must be like with LeBron and stuff. Yeah, I don't know if LeBron. I think LeBron's maybe even too big. Uh, I don't know, but there's a lot of okay. Sports Twenty Four have let me down on this. Um, trying to see who else is in the in this group. Um, champion boxer Miguel Cotto, baseball players Robinson, uh, Thanyo and Andre Ward. I don't know these people. Uh, but but that uh, that doesn't necessarily mean they're not famous. No, so. no, it just means I'm out of touch with the the generation, the youth of today. Uh, but anyway, but not just that, not just Rock Nation. He's now been nominated for BBC World Sports Star of the Year award. BBC World Sports Star. Um, you know, so so if you if you read the the other names, okay, mm-hmm. so it's Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, pretty arguably big. the greatest yeah. comeback of all time. Yeah, pretty pretty big name there, Tiger Woods, right off the bat. Okay, then um, it's the what's Elliot, his... Elliot Kipchoge, the... Kipchoge, who Kipchoge. broke two hours for the marathon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. something that people said was impossible. Yeah, he's like he's like what we'll talk about in generations to come as like the yeah he's Roger the Bannister. he's the Roger Bannister of yeah. the 
of the yeah, like era. well, every like basically every mile he ran for whatever it is, twenty six miles was under four minutes or something. Like it's so it's just, filthy. He ran like twenty six consecutive Roger Bannisters, basically. It's no, I, th- I think I think he was. I think his his like kilometer. Well, you could you could work it out yourself because it's. Uh, I'm not yeah, going ba- to sit here and do the math, but yeah, but basically it was like I, I think I would battle to run a kilometer at this at that pace, and he kept yeah. it up for forty two. Like. Yeah. Actually, when I say, ba- I would, I literally would not be able to run a kilometer at that pace. Let's not even kid ourselves. No, like even if I've, even when I've got the shits and I'm heading to the bathroom, I don't think I move that quickly. So yeah, and the, and then the last nominee, Steve Smith, yeah. who scored about a bajillion runs. Yeah. Like, like I think he might have had like the. So you know, this is, and then Khaleesi, who he played fine at the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, he was good. Like he was, he was good. Yeah, he was good. He, yeah, it was... he was probably in the top three open sides, I guess. Like, I don't know, uh, Underhill slash Curry or whichever one's playing. Underhill. Sure um, yeah, Curry Hill. There's, uh, there's got to be a. a it doesn't one. work, eh? Yeah, like, there's no. <laughs> what about Undery? Undery. <laughs> yeah. Under, maybe just under hilly. Under hilly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they were they were pretty good. Um, Jake Pelledri was he playing? Yep. So he was good. Um, okay, let, let's say this: if I was picking a team of the tournament, which we did, I would I would arguably put Pelledri in there ahead of Khaleesi. Yes, but I, I mean either way, like uh, Curry slash Underhill would have made it ahead of. Yeah, uh, Curry slash Underhill. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so look, I mean, it's it's a bit of an odd one because, like, he's he's obviously uh he's a but it's sports star of the year, right? So star of the year, not not athlete of the year, or performer of the year, like. So uh, no, 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 no. But but to to me, to me, he would be more for like a sports personality of the year. But that's what I'm saying. I think I think when when you have an award, then you call it the star sports star of the year, like. I think to me, a, that's the that's the best performance, and Khaleesi was not yeah. the best performing rugby player this year by a long way. So maybe I'm being generous to BBC, but my interpretation is that it's not just performance. It's like no, but if you look at who's been nominated, it's not. If you look at who's been nominated, it's performance. But was Tiger Woods the best golfer of 2019? Oh yeah, I guess so. But his comeback was. So, but that's the thing, right? So it's the drama of it. It's like the yeah. it's the narrative, and that's the same. It's kind of the same thing with Elias Kipchoge. It's like. He ran one race unbelievably well and broke the, the record that no one ever thought was breakable. Those conditions that he ran in were like specifically geared towards him doing that. So it wasn't like he did it at the Olympics or something like that. Um, oh, so so you, 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 you know, maybe I if you interpret it sort of as the, the news, sports news story yeah, of the... Uh, I yeah. think there's like an element of narrative to it. Like you have to have a bit of drama. And like, look, if we're if talking about like poetry... I yeah I mean it, I think it's yeah no if you if you're talking about his his story it's yeah it's hard God, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, hard not to tear it. up when you read a Khaleesi article eh? yeah exactly um, oh. but anyway it's it's just cool like it's blessings on blessings for the big guy um very happy for him I I'm, I still even with that in mind I, I still think it's a bit of a reach but um, it's cool I'm not gonna not gonna complain um. And claim it we just yeah, did didn't a South African lady win Miss Universe as well now yes. like. I, was, I didn't even know that was still happening. I thought I didn't think we did that anymore. Right? Yeah, to be honest, it's a bit. It's 
I don't know. It's a bit 1980s, this universe, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I don't, want to, I don't want to be like the wet blanket. Like, it's obviously a huge achievement. If it is still <laughs> happening, eh, then it's a great thing to succeed at for her. But, uh, yeah, I'm a little taken aback that it's, it's still a thing, you know, two decades into the 21st century, and we're still, I don't know, like, formalizing the objectification of women. But maybe there's more to it than that. Maybe I'm ignorant. I don't, I don't really keep up with the, that kind of stuff, so... Uh, but yeah, it's still a massive achievement for her, so pretty cool. Alright, uh, I think that's it for the news. I'm going to get to the, the the main event, which is just quickly to say congratulations to Blitzbocker for winning the Dubai Sevens last weekend. Um, they actually came from a pretty, pretty tough position. They were down by 14 points to nil. They were losing in the quarterfinal, I think it was, or the semifinal, uh, and ended up winning, and then went all the way through to the grand final where they they shut out New Zealand 15-0 and it's the first time it's the first time that a team's kept a team's uh, whitewashed in a, in a final of a sevens event since like 2009 or something like it's maybe it's sure. like 2011 I, I saw it on twitter so don't correct me on this but it's it's been a bit it's been a bit so very dominant performance from the Blitzbocker against New Zealand in the final they just bullied them um, and Roscoe Speckman's up to his usual mischief, he was named in the team of the tournament. Uh, the only South African named in the team of the tournament, which is a bit of a, a snub. But we don't we don't mind that. We we get other stuff going on like the Miss Universe. Um, but yeah, all of that is to to hype hype up for this weekend, which is the the main sevens fixture of the year, in my opinion. Cape Town sevens. Uh, we've been having it. It's coming again this weekend at the Greenpoint Stadium or the Cape Town Stadium. Uh, it's a three-day format this year, so they're starting Friday at half past four, which I think is amazing. I think we need way more is, Friday is, afternoon sporting events. I think it's so cool. Is, is that is that now the the standard throughout the the the? It, it seems so. Yeah. It, it seems so it's the new format. They start Friday afternoon. I think it's great because like the it means your Saturdays. So I think the, the part, part of the reason why they've done it is because they're merging the women's sevens in, so they need to. Previously, they would do like the women's sevens would be on like Thursday, Friday. Sorry, someone's someone's sending off fireworks. If you can hear that in the background. Uh, no, I thought that was just someone doing the dishes. Um, but yeah, so previously they had like the women's tournament either at the same time or like two days before the men's tournament, and literally no one would watch, which is you know pretty much par for the course. And it's it's a shame because you do get some good moments in women's sevens. So now they're trying to kind of like intermingle them. So you have like two hours of men's, two hours of women's, two hours of men's, two hours of women's. And that's why they're extending it onto the Friday. But I think it's great. I think like I'm, I'm a huge fan of like Friday night rugby generally. I think when we have Curry Cup or even Super Rugby on Fridays, like I know we get the Australian New Zealand games on our Friday morning. I think it's magical. So I think it's cool. And honestly, the way the weather is in Cape Town at the moment, if, you, if you're not from around here, it's boiling hot. The sun's out. A little bit windy, but uh, it's just perfect weather. Everyone's in the mood. End of year, traffic starting at like half past one in the afternoon. I'm not even joking. So Friday afternoon tomorrow is going to be great if you got tickets. Leave work early, go for a couple of beers, fan walk down to the stadium, get a good seat, settle in for some great sevens. Um, we are South Africa are in a very tough pool. Fiji got knocked out of the in the pool stages in Dubai. So they've been seeded with us, which is quite frankly terrifying. It's South Africa, Fiji, Japan, and our final game on Saturday is against the USA. So, We're good at sevens, yeah. 
it's yeah USA can beat pretty much anyone on their day. In fact, they can beat anyone on their day. So there's a good chance that we go from winning Dubai to getting knocked out of the pool. But um, whatever, it's it's going to be a vibe. Um, I'm really hoping that we can get through all the way to the final. Not least of all because Cape Town fans have a bit of a bad reputation for leaving early if the Blitzbocker get knocked out. Um, I myself have been guilty of doing that. I did that last year. Um, sorry, sorry about that. But uh, yeah, anyway, so that's it. Uh, just projecting the sevens. Um, if you're not excited for it, get excited. If you're in Cape Town, you don't have t- tickets, get tickets. Um, I'm not doing that, so I'm a hypocrite, but I look forward to watching from home. So, um, yeah, I think that's all we've got for you t- today, Ben. Have you got anything you want to chip in? No, no, we, we don't have a sevens event in Mauritius. No, but you've got, uh, what is it, like water rugby, where you guys like... You got the, the they got that beach tournament. That's the beach cool. tournament. No, the, that's a normal. That's just tens. It's on a normal field. Okay, tens. Uh, tens is good though. Tens is solid. No, tens is good. Like it gets quite cool people come actually. It's um, it's not a bad tournament. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but Ben, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy week. Um, and yeah, yeah, sure. I look forward to uh, our pre-recorded episode together this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ex- Guys, the episodes aren't pre-recorded. We just say the date a lot. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why you wanted to. to... We haven't said the date once today. What's the date, Alex? Today is uh, well. It's the tenth. Well, yeah, we're, we're recording this in, in October, but we'll be releasing on the tenth of November. Yeah, oh, we, sorry, we, 10th of we, December. we 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 pre we preemptively apologise for something Matt yeah. did wrong. Well, we and know we, him. We know Matt. And we and we know we know Australian rugby yeah. was going to settle. Yeah. It was obvious Proudfoot was going to move to England. Exactly. We could have pre-recorded this actually. What was? Did we have any other news? I think the only thing that, the only thing that makes it a hard sell is is Fiji getting knocked out in the. In the yeah, game. yeah, no, that, that that's not going to happen. There's eh? no way we could have done that. Um, yeah. You caught us. This is a proper episode. <laughs> Just like all the other episodes in December, this episode is quote-unquote live. Um, Alright, Ben, thanks again. Uh, I'm going to yep. log off. I've got to go walk the dog and, and make some dinner. But uh, thank you. It's been good having your, your company. Sweet. Have a good one, Alex. Alright.